Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas along with my co-host, Father Big Dog Christensen. <laughs> Good morning. We're broadcasting live from the Terrasancta Retreat Center, which is located on the west side of Rapid City, nestled here against the foothills of the Black Hills. It's just a beautiful piece of property that used to be the Benedictine Monastery of St. Martin's, um, and then now has been graciously, uh, by God's grace and the generosity of many, turned into this beautiful retreat center. And we're here with uh, the Totus Tuus summer camp for boys, the diocesan camp with uh, middle schoolers, high schoolers, seminarians, priests. This is the last day uh, of the beautiful camp, and we got to talk to some of our campers earlier. It was a great opportunity. I'm so glad that we decided to host here today. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. Um, thank you to Deacon uh, Ben Seitz and uh, Father Eric Seitz that we had in the last segment, uh, sharing their vocation stories and their ministry. And uh, I just uh, think it's amazing to, that they were going through formation at the same time and, uh, and ordained months apart. That's beautiful. Months that doesn't apart. happen all the time. Nope. There's a proud mama. I was going to say, right? I would say that she must, she was the one walking on the sun. She was walking on the sun and she is praying like crazy for her, her family. So um, we're joined in the studio here at Terra Sancta by one of our seminarians, uh, Robert Kenyon. Good morning. Good morning, Father. How's it going today? Oh, it's pretty good. I'm well. We're coming down the uh, Totus Tuus Retreat, uh, seminarian uh, vocation camp is winding down. This is our last day. You've been so, out here since when? We came out here on Sunday night. We were leading the camp. Okay. And then our first round of high schoolers showed up the day after. And then the middle school kids came. So it's our last day. Naturally, I'm worn down, a little tired. <laughs> My voice isn't quite as strong as it used to be, but happy to be here. Yeah, no, great to have you with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, uh, went to school, your family. Tell us, who's Robert Kenyon? Where did he come from? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm from Rapid City itself. Uh, my house is right across the street from the cathedral there, actually. Uh, my parents were living there uh, at the time that I was born, and I spent the next 18 years there. I went to the Rapid City Catholic High School, uh, middle school and elementary school before that. Um, so I've been around here in Rapid City for quite a long time now. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, you literally grew up in the shadows of the cathedral because <laughs> you're on the literally. north side. So as the sun passes over the cathedral, <laughs> it casts a shadow on the Kenyan uh, household. That's exactly right. Literally in the shadow of the <laughs> of the cathedral. Um, talk about a little bit. Uh, growing up in your family, um, what was this notion of vocation or seeking God's will in your life? Was that something that was regularly talked about, or was that something that was not? Particularly in my family, I would say that. That theme of vocation, uh, whether that word was used or not, uh, was very prominent. Um, my own dad actually was a seminarian uh, some 35 years ago now. Um, and I had different cousins and, and relatives who had entered seminary or had considered the possibility of the priesthood. So for me, it was kind of a natural thought to think about the priesthood, to think about at least entering seminary and getting the feet wet a little bit to see what God's plan was for me. And of course, being in the shout of the cathedral. Uh, I had a lot of interaction, natural interaction with priests. Uh, we always had two or three priests assigned there. A lot of the young, enthusiastic guys would come over. Uh, Father Christensen himself being one of them <laughs> back, what, 20 years ago now or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so having that exposure to the priests, having that exposure to just men in general uh, living their faith in a convicted and beautiful way uh, really spoke to me as a kid. Uh, I don't know if I would have had language for it at the time, but... 
it certainly impacted me in a lot of ways. What kind of activities were you involved in when you were younger and, you know, hobbies, sports, <laughs> activities? Uh, a lot. I'm, uh, I'm kind of a hot and cold personality. I'll pick stuff up and then put it back down pretty quickly. Uh, but growing up, uh, I was involved in a lot of sports, uh, basketball, baseball, football, golf. Uh, by the time high school was winding down, I was only playing baseball and golf, which, as many of you can probably imagine, is a difficult uh, two sports to keep up at the same time. The swing's a little different, so I was very mediocre at both, I would say. <laughs> uh, but uh, really impassioned with both of them. Um, after uh, high school, and I guess during those last couple years of high school, I was also involved in a lot of outdoor activities, uh, fly fishing, rock climbing. Fly fishing is still uh, kind of my uh, bread and butter uh, go-to hobby, I would say, but uh, yeah, I've always had my hands full with different activities nice. here and there. No, that's great. That's great. Um, talk a little bit about um, those first, as you can recall, the first inklings of maybe entertaining the call to priesthood, considering the call to priesthood. What, when did that happen? How did that happen? I think because I was around so many priests and so many guys who had entered seminary, uh, the thought was just more or less ubiquitous. It was always present. Um, in fact, as I think back, because I've had to tell this story a number of times now, as I think back, I really don't have one moment, uh, not in prayer, uh, not just kind of in general reflection. There's no one moment where I realized, like, wow, I need to go, and I need to go right now. Uh, rather, there was kind of just a simple pulling uh, of my thoughts and my affections, uh, my feelings toward this idea of at least trying to figure out what the heck God wants me to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, when I entered when I was 18, I, I actually thought I was going to leave pretty quickly because I really, didn't, I really didn't know what the heck was going on. I just knew that seminary was a great place to figure out what God wanted of me. Um, and as I began uh, that process, what I came to learn is what God wants for me is really himself. And because seminary was such a natural place for me to pursue him, I remained for a couple years, and with each passing year, I think I've fallen more deeply in love with him. At least I hope I've fallen more deeply in love with him. Uh, I think that is, in fact, true. But uh, with each passing year, I came to realize that the best way for me to love him uh, is as a priest. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, any, like, you, you so you're a senior in high school applying for seminary. Yeah. Anything like, I need a backup plan? <laughs> <laughs> I, what am I doing? Any, uh, any of those moments that come across? Yeah. Uh, I remember registering for classes. Actually, I was talking with my buddy who was a seminarian above me, a year above me, and I was trying to figure out what to do for classes. And uh, my buddy said, uh, what, what, uh, what are you going to do with that free period? And I said, I'm going to take psychology because just in case the seminary thing doesn't work out, I might be a good therapist or something. Uh, he reprimanded me, as he probably should have. but. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I had different ideas of, uh, of uh, you know, fallback or whatever, however you put that. But, um, yeah, I, I had entertained a number of things, uh, one of them being just being a bum and trying to figure, figure each day out as I go uh, up in the Black Hills. But, yeah, a yeah, number I'm, of different I, thoughts. Yeah, I'm guessing that surrounded by your family and friends, that wasn't going to happen too easily if you wanted to be a bum. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's really great. That's really great. We're talking here with Robert Kenyon, one of the seminarians for the Diocese of Rapid City, um, here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center during the Totus Tuus summer camp. Uh, Robert, uh, tell us a little bit about what's been going on uh, this week with uh, Totus Tuus and what your role has been. 
Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are unaware, Totus Tuus is, uh, uh, Totus Tuus is a, a retreat group, uh, we could say, of, of men who have come here uh, to help uh, or receive formation in their discernment process. It's a vocations camp. Um, the way that that plays out throughout most of the day is just having fun activities surrounded with prayer. Uh, we pray uh, a number of the liturgy of the hours, uh, the official prayer of the church that priests pray. Uh, we have some Eucharistic exposition. We celebrate the Holy Mass each day. Um, but, I mean, in between those periods of prayer, there's a lot of running around, uh, activities, craziness, talks. Uh, my job here has just been to hang out with the kids. I've given a couple different talks. Um, but it's a real neat, real neat deal. I, uh, I used to attend this camp uh, like 20 years ago, uh, not 20, but 10 years ago or so. Uh, and I remember it being very impactful for me. Again, to just be surrounded by seminarians and priests, uh, to have conversations with them, and to see that there's a, uh, in the midst of an extraordinary vocation, there's a lot of normalcy, uh, a lot of good men who are well-rounded and uh, excited to share the Lord. As you uh, think back in your years as a camper here, whether middle school or high school, do you have anything that stands out from those years at all, that kind of a memorable moment, a memorable occasion, a talk, or an experience in in a water fight is one of our young campers uh, <laughs> shared well, with us earlier. Water fight is a, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty easy one uh, to pick out. I can remember particular ones, uh, in fact. But uh, we also used to, used to play this crazy game called Anarchy Ball, which is kind of like musical chairs, uh, but with a bunch of uh, balls placed in the in the center of a circle. Uh, the men circle around these balls, and at the count of three, everyone charges into the center, <laughs> full speed diving to catch a ball. Uh, fortunately, I've never broken a limb, but I've seen several limbs broken. <laughs> For the record, we no longer play this game. I don't think the insurance companies. Yeah, Catholic Neutral mixed that game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the mothers just took a deep sigh. Exactly, exactly. No anarchy ball. Yeah, no yeah anarchy I do ball. remember anarchy ball. Crazy. <laughs> Someone thought that was a good idea. At the I think time. that was you, wasn't yeah, it? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The truth is coming things, out. Certain things come. Come. Uh, yeah. Um, Let's uh, stay with Totus Tuus right now. Um, what do you see as the the fruits uh, of this, both from your life and now being on kind of the other side as as a seminarian and seeing what goes on during this week? What are the what are the fruits that you see in your life or in the life of the young men that participate? I'll tell you what. I mean, I can't answer that question in full, but right now I have to say I'm really, really encouraged within my own vocation, the priesthood. To sit back here and watch these kids, we probably have 45 or so, maybe 50. But to see these young men really aspire uh, to follow the Lord. We've got a lot of really remarkable young men in this diocese uh, who are great, well-rounded, uh, athletic, intelligent, uh, creative personalities who are here taking time from their, their summer labors, a lot of them, uh, just to hang out with good, holy men and to pursue the Lord. Which is exactly what I want to see as someone who's about to enter into holy orders next year. Uh, I want to be uh, affirmed in my vocation by seeing other people after me uh, thinking as I did. Uh, mm -hmm. Considering maybe the Lord does want me to become a priest or maybe the priesthood isn't that crazy of an idea after all. Yeah. Well, we're 
Speaking here with one of our seminarians from the Diocese of Rapid City, Robert Kenyon. And uh, we're going to come back after the break here and kind of explore what's on the horizon for Robert. Uh, he's in his uh, seventh year of formation and on the, the verge of being uh, ordained a deacon for the Diocese of Rapid City. So we'll come back right after the break at Real Presence Live. really tuned in a lot of Catholic radio and programs like Catholic Answers Live, where you really got to dig into these questions about the mm-hmm. faith. A lot of the programming that we have on uh, EW10 Network and Real, Real Presence Radio really started to touch my heart while I would be working on projects. I worked for a big corporation, and so I had a little earphone time where I could tune yeah. in to Catholic radio, and I encourage you all to do that in your own daily lives yeah. as well. And that's really spurred my heart. I learned more about the faith prayer and mass, Eucharistic adoration. And after about a year and a half of that, I recognized the Lord was calling me to be a priest. And so I wrote my story. I turned it into the Bishop here of Sioux Falls. And I said, you might think I'm crazy, (laughs) but I think God is calling me to the priesthood. You just tell me if that's not the case and I'll go get married because it's (laughs) to a wonderful Catholic woman and that'll be fine by me. And he, he agreed. And then I, I was on my journey to the priesthood. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis along with Father Brian Christensen here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the beautiful Black Hills. We are having a great show. We're on to our last half of our last segment. It's almost time. Time's almost passed. I know. It's gone so fast this morning, and it's been wonderful to be out here at Terra Sancta, uh, especially during this uh, boys' uh, camp, uh, Totus Tuus, for the Diocese of Rapid City. We're here with Robert Kenyon. He's uh, a seminarian for the Diocese of Rapid City. Robert's been sharing a little bit about his uh, early days of being called and entering into seminary life, and also uh, this week of Totus Tuus and the influence that it's had on him and the other men around him. Um, Robert, uh, talk to us a little bit about your formation. One of the things I want uh, want you to kind of reflect upon a little bit with us is the the 18-year-old boy that graduated high school and went to St. Mary's in Winona, Minnesota, uh, and the young man that's 
about to be ordained two months from now, you know, just a little That's over right, two months, yeah. Robert is going to be ordained a deacon, a transitional deacon um, at St. Peter's in Rome on September 30th. Um, what's God done in these seven years? <laughs> Hopefully a lot. It's, uh, sometimes it's more difficult to see when you're in the first person all the time. Yeah. Uh, but no, with, with great confidence, uh, I do say that, and I, I can testify to the fact that the Lord's done a lot uh, in my heart. Um, and just in my life in general, I can say, uh, when I entered seminary, I was 18 years old. As I said before the break, I really didn't have much of an intention of sticking it out all the way. Uh, I just kind of wanted to figure out uh, what the Lord wanted of me that year, uh, which, as it turns out, was to return for another year and another year after that, uh, with the call deepening all the way through. Um, but yeah, my first four years of seminary information were spent in Winona, Minnesota. I had had a number of uh, stern conversations with, uh, or I should say, the rector of the seminary had a number of stern conversations with me <laughs> during some of those early years as I tried to sort out uh, how to just kind of live uh, virtuously, uh, waking up early, early, early for me, 5.30 in the morning, get ready for Mass, uh, and then moving throughout my day, trying to recollect uh, the presence of the Lord. Uh, incidentally enough, as I'm about to enter into holy orders, uh, I can say I get out of bed with a little bit more ease, but some of the time even uh, I can recognize my own imperfections and I can, I can uh, become timid, I think, even to take that step. Um, but I think the most important thing with, with formation is we co- I've come to realize, and I can say that my brothers uh, with whom I'm friends have come to realize that it's all about the Lord's fidelity. And it's been the Lord's work over the last seven years to form me into who I am today. Uh, a man more virtuous, uh, a man more deeply in love with him. And it's going to continue to be his work in the future. Uh, he's the one that continues to give, uh, to initiate, sustain, and complete any good work that I could ever possibly do. As a layman right now, as a deacon in two months, and as a priest in just over a year, or maybe under a year at this point, it's all about the Lord, uh, which is why I think the scriptures have such constant recourse or at least repeated recourse, to the image of the potter and the clay. The clay receives, the clay moves. Uh, Sometimes clay can be stubborn, I suppose. Uh, But the potter normally has his way. Uh, And I can say that that's been the case with me uh, in seminary formation. The Lord has gently prodded me on, uh, gently tugged on me, uh, gently pulled me uh, closer to himself. And I'm profoundly grateful for that. In seminary formation, you know, the church talks about these four kind of dimensions of formation. The human formation, spiritual formation, intellectual formation, pastoral formation. Um, just talk about a little bit about, let's talk about spiritual formation, for example. You talked a little bit about the human formation, right? Sure, sure. Growing in virtue, getting yep. up early. Yep. Uh, and uh, those are important things to learn and, and grow in um, and still know that we rely on the grace of God even in those uh, human growth, but how about spiritual? What's changed in your spiritual life over these years? How have you grown in in prayer? What's what's developed as you again looking back at, looking looking back on the eighteen year old to the man standing just before the altar? Yeah, uh, I can say that my desire for prayer is something that's definitely grown. Uh, kind of a longing to to be with the Lord uh, above and beyond uh, anywhere else uh, within the Holy Mass, uh, but also different during different periods of of uh, prayer in front of the Eucharist and uh, the recitation of the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, 
But yeah, when I entered seminary when I was 18 years old, uh, my spiritual director had said to me, why don't you just start to practice uh, praying for 20 minutes a day? Just spend 20 minutes in there. Uh, if it's terrible, it's terrible and move on. Uh, and that's where I started. And uh, sometimes I, I uh, actually go back to that just to say, all right, the time isn't important. I'm just going to spend time in front of the Lord just to be there, to be open and, and available to him. Um, but as you were saying, Father Christian, talking about these four dimensions of, of uh, seminary or priestly formation, uh, we can speak to them as dimensions because uh, when we say, okay, human formation is about kind of rounding out the individual, uh, giving him the strength and uh, the confidence that he needs to uh, live a full, integrated human life. Uh, as soon as we start talking about that, we have to have recourse to the virtues. Uh, and then we step into this next dimension called spiritual formation, which really, the bottom line is just grace. Uh, and as grace works, grace always works as it's directed toward the good, that being God himself. As it's directed, uh, it needs these extra capacities, these uh, extra strengths that we call grace. And as grace diffuses itself through us, we call faith, hope, and charity. Mm-hmm. And right then again, we're talking about virtue. And we're back in the human dimension. Uh, but the way, that, the way that this can all kind of be uh, summarized is that the Lord works with us, our whole selves. And uh, as we develop, uh, we're molded more fully into Christ, into Christ's image. Uh, and Christ is, is the, the one to whom we look uh, and the ultimate standard of human living. No, beautifully said. Uh, tell me uh, um, one of the things it seems to me that is important in the priestly life, um, and I think you've expressed over the years, what influence do friends play in your life? <laughs> uh, they, I, I don't even know where to begin. Because uh, as you say that, uh, five different names just popped into my head. Um, friends, I mean, have been hugely influential for me. Um, and I think that's one thing that the Lord has uh, can actually really gifted me with was the, is the capacity for friendship. Um, but uh, I would say more than almost anything else in in seminary formation, the gift of friendship is the thing that's really kept me in, uh, kept me encouraged and looking forward to the priesthood. Uh, and it's also humbled me, uh, sobered me at times. I don't mean that literally. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, strengthened me, uh, prodded me on, yeah. Yeah, it's no wonder that uh, the Lord called in the beginning men around him to be with him but be together, Mm -hmm. and that the church continues this model of the master to call people into relationship with Christ but call them to be together and walk together this journey of discernment and formation uh, to be his faithful servant. So thank you, Robert Kenyon, for uh, joining us today. I'll let you head back to the final hours of Totus Tuus here at Terra Sancta, and we'll be praying for you as you move towards the diaconate this September. Okay, thank you so much. All right, God bless you. Well, we need to head up to Fargo to our technical director, Eli, to hear what is coming up on Monday's show. Hey, thanks, Karen. Got another great show coming up on Monday morning right here on Real Presence Radio. That'll be at 9 a.m., hosted by Brad Gray, coming to you live from our Fargo studios. He'll start off the show with Patty Alex, Bernadine Seafelt, and Brendan Isler. They'll talk about supporting our fathers with prayer. Then Stella Jeffrey will tell us about St. Paul and Saul and the importance of conversion. Plus, Joe and Jolene Hendricks will tell us about a way to build your marriage with greater trust, care, and concern. 
All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And just wanted to remind everyone, if you've missed part of today's Real Presence Live or any Real Presence Live in recent history, uh, you can find the podcast on our website, realpresenceradio.com. Just go uh, to the top of the page there, under Programs, find Real Presence Live Podcast, and you can find podcasts dating back to the last, like, three or four years. Right back to you. Three or four years. That was before my time, Father. Uh, what do you mean before your time? Here at Real Presence Radio. <laughs> oh, at Real Presence Radio. Yeah. No, yeah, great show today, Karen. Uh, wonderful to be here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center, and great to uh, have uh, these young men here, both middle schoolers, high schoolers, our seminarians, and a few priests that have uh, joined us today. Um, and talking about vocations uh, and the work that God does, and I think that's been a common theme. That yeah. This is God's work. Yep. Yep, exactly. Now, you have some news in your own family, right, about vocations. <laughs> yes. yes, our oldest son was accepted to the seminarian program for the Rapid City Diocese. And Wonderful. He Congratulations. the end of August for the Formation House in La And what is on the heart and mind of a mother whose son is just about to leave the house for, uh, I, I for joke, formation? I joke and I say, it's about time. I've been trying to get rid of him for two years, but... In all honesty, I could not be more happy, more pleased. And I tell, I just, I said, if it's six months, four years, whatever it is, you will only come out of this a better man and with the purpose that God has in mind for you. So it's not wasted time at all. And it makes me happy just that he's open to discerning. Yeah, no, praise God. And I think that is, you know, one of the things that we always say here within the diocese is always consider it, right? Consider the priesthood. Yeah. Uh, is is that something that God uh, may have in store for you? And, and and if we don't consider, if we reject it, like some people yeah. I know very well, um, it, it, we're not going to find the joy and the happiness right. that God has in store for us. So. Well, I told well, Karen, you, it's been you great just to have be with to be you. there, right? Yeah, you God have to has, be there. Show God up. Show well, it's been a great day. Uh, great to be with you, Karen. And we'll see you next time on Real Presence Live. Thanks for listening. I'm Father Brian Christensen. And I'm Karen Gibis. Have a blessed day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.